We're back. Here we are, all day after Father's Day up, right? Yeah. I mean, today is actually Father's yeah. Day, so Aaron, I haven't called you, right. but happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to you. This is your reply to my text saying happy Father's Day earlier, yeah. so this will work. I just wanted to, this see, is I just wanted to see your face. Uh, <laughs> I was really yeah. busy. I had a lot of stuff happening, which is weird because my kids aren't even here. Um, yeah, so for listeners, this is the day after Father's Day, so... Happy right. Happy Monday, everybody! And Happy Monday. I think things for a lot of people are starting to feel a little normal, um, a little more normal. Routines kind of coming back into place. So, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we're happy to be back, kind of uh, in the regular rotation of your commute to work or whatever might be happening. Um, yes, we've been doing the good work the whole time, right? Just uh, mm-hmm. keeping cool creators coming on. Last episode yeah. was a huge milestone mm-hmm. for us. Um, it was, you know. And that being said, I think like it. It's still we're still figuring out how we do this show in the current, uh, <laughs> right. you know, social right. distancing climate. Right. Um, mm-hmm. That being said, early this year, and I'm extremely grateful for it. We kind of booked a ton of people just back to back. Um, and had quite a few shows kind of in the pipeline and, uh, this, uh, just the way some things happened, some of those sat back for a little while and, Mm -hmm. um, this is one of those shows. So this is, this is an interview with somebody pre pandemic, uh, like, you know, it's, I think January, maybe even late last year. So, um, maybe, and, but I've been waiting to to do this show for a while. Uh, originally I actually didn't want to release it cause the pandemic had just started. And I was like, man, I really don't want to sync this interview in the middle of all this other stuff. And like, it just get lost. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we held, we held it back cause we were so excited about it. And then stuff just yeah. kind of kept going and kept sliding farther down the timeline. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I met her, I assume you met Hannah at, death ray expo that's where i met her um yes 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 and just super cool super sweet and amazing cosplayer uh oh the, yeah you know yeah the quality of the work and the care that she puts into it mm-hmm. um and she's she's just an incredible human being super easy to talk oh, yeah. to and passionate mm-hmm. about what she does and a little sneak preview mm-hmm. we did an interview with shay not too long after, and she actually works at or did work at uh, Arcadia Retrocade, right? Mm-hmm. And he told it's some awesome stories place, about yeah. Hannah as well. And you just hear yeah. like his personal interaction, and you're just like, this is the sweetest human being mm-hmm. on the planet, right? And just so yeah. conscientious of other people. Um, yep. And then, and she brings, I don't know if they're engaged at the time. Maybe they were about to be engaged. I think they were because they talk about the photos, I think, right? I I do think that they she were. Bring, yes. So she brings her fiance, um, JT, <laughs> and like, mm-hmm. you know, I I've chatted with him sometimes after, like, since the show, mm-hmm. and he's a funny, super cool guy. Yeah, very nerdy. Like they're the best couple, right? And yeah, so it was kind of funny because like we're interviewing her, but JT will kick in sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. you, you know, I still haven't finished editing the show, so whether that actually occurs <laughs> or not is up in the air, but in the real conversation mm-hmm. he did, um, just the greatest couple they're getting, oh yeah, 
you know, unless something changed because of the pandemic, they're getting married later this year, I believe. I didn't get my invite, so I don't know what's up with that. Um, well, it's probably been lost in the, oh, okay. you know, it's yeah. like in the shuffle. I'm waiting everything. for my yeah. save the same, date. Same here. They had some cool yes. save the date photos. Get two cosplayers yep. doing save the dates. You're going to get something neat. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Super. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, uh, just congratulations to them. Like, amazing couple. And and I just want to thank mm-hmm. Hannah for coming on and talking to us about what she does and how she got into it. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, this show, I think, takes some surprising turns as well and in the best ways. And yeah, yeah, it was a real pleasure. And and I'm deeply grateful that she also was really patient with us in in the fact oh, that this was going to yeah. take a while coming out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, thank you. Yeah, and it sounds like we're wrapping up and about to go into the show, but Aaron, there's something that we've got to do. Oh, uh, maybe a little bit of a a thank you to certain people? Yeah. Perhaps, so, yeah. Running a show like Look What I Did isn't free. Mm-hmm. In fact, no. our our bills, the first round of bills, come due next month. <laughs> Can't wait. Not the first round. <laughs> I just mean the first round for this year, right? Because most of the, for this stu- year most so of the far, stuff's annual. Right. Um, <laughs> and it is it is because of listeners like these that that we are able to keep this show on the air. Yes, um, yes. So if you would like to hear your name said on the show, you can go to patreon.com forward slash look what I did and pledge mm-hmm. at $5 or above. If you want right. access to special content, free content, uh, an uncut, unedited, not safe for work video interview with Jimmy Deresta. Plenty. Patreon.com forward slash look what I did. We posted the video of our conversation with him. Um, <laughs> I I liked what I knew of him yes. uh, just from a distance. And then getting to talk with him for an hour and a half or however long it was. Um, yeah. I really love that guy. I, I hope our paths cross in the future and i can spend more time same with him. um same yeah yeah it just that's what i was thinking for the last like two weeks that this episode's been out it's like how do we get to new york how do we get to the cat yeah. skills yeah. you know when and like to be able to hang out and just to yeah. have a great time it'd be it'd be so good. so uh the cool extra content at any level mm-hmm. starting as little as a dollar and it your money yes. goes to paying the bills better equipment, mm-hmm. um, you keep us on the air. You keep this show growing. Yes. So let's start right. at the top. Thank you, Ooh. Catherine, Cindy, Shelly, Brian, Jennifer, Chelsea, Jeremy, Sean, Lindsay, Allison, Holly Hill, Tyler, Jesse, Kaylee, and Travis. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it a lot. And Brian. <laughs> I didn't want to. In- <laughs> um, Thanks, Brian. Bad, Brian. Thank you. Well, uh, so your your pick of which Brian it was. So, right, right, you know. right. Um, and then and then uh, we thank those people and and many more. All of the patron supporters. Oh yeah. Uh, on the website, lookwhatidid.net. Mm-hmm. Uh, go there for photos of past guests. Um, because of social mm-hmm. distancing, obviously we haven't been able to update photos as much this year as we would have liked. But you can get. Yeah. Um, Without downloading, you can listen to the last five episodes. You can learn more about mm-hmm. uh, Aaron and Heather and I. You like uh, 
a direct link to buy the Stan Strong tees, which I'm wearing mine today. Yep. But um, we made a shirt, Stan Strong, but like six feet apart at the beginning of the pandemic. <laughs> uh, I, th- uh-huh. I think that still rings as true today as it did when we oh, put yeah. it out, right? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of things mm-hmm. to stand strong for. Um, yeah. And let's keep safety in mind as well at the same time uh, and be socially right. conscious with distance. But uh, yeah, so those mm-hmm. shirts are still available. Um, and that'll give you a link directly to there. It supports an amazing business out of uh, Kansas, and yep. and some of that money comes back to supporting the show too. So it does available in so many great colors. Yeah, too. thirty I've seen colors, a few different colors. Yeah. Yes, I, I'm going to buy so another one just everyone. because of the yes. color. Uh, I need to. <laughs> so anyway, maybe this is a little bit yeah. longer intro. It feels like we've been chatting, but I haven't talked to Aaron in two weeks. I'm super excited about this episode. Uh, oh, same. I just want to say thank you thank you to the people that have listened to the show for the last two years it's been an absolutely Mm -hmm. incredible experience um it's so much fun it's so enjoyable and uh there's times when it feels like work but i couldn't ask for a better job right like it's just Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. most exhilarating thing i get to do um all the time so and i i think to add on to that like when people reach out to us you know, about the episode, it's, it's awesome to hear, you know, not on a, like on a, as a whole show, it's great to hear, but like also on a personal level, I think it's, it's nice that people take their time to say, Hey, I enjoyed this part or this part, or they make a post and tag the person it was. Yeah. It's, it's great to know that someone that we're talking to is touching someone else's lives out there and who knows what kind of way. So I, I do enjoy the people reaching out and saying what they like. So, Without further yeah. ado, let's mm-hmm. learn about cosplay with Miss Hannah Victoria. <laughs> right. Enjoy. Cool. All right. So first podcast. Yes. Nice. Nervous, but excited. Same. <laughs> um, let's start with who you are and what you do. Well, I'm Hannah Victoria. I'm a cosplayer and a seamstress, and I am a professional dork professional nerd wow it yeah. pays yeah well eventually well yes hopefully. but it does that's, that's how we feel yeah. <laughs> be nice if one day this paid right. um, minor league dork sorry um, <laughs> that's me so we first met you last year at death ray yes mm-hmm. and like cosplay is something i've been aware of for right because it kind of like to me, it feels like it rose to prominence maybe 10 years ago. They started doing mm-hmm. like shows on Discovery Channel or whatever with people building stuff. Mm-hmm. And I had never really thought of it as like a maker thing until those shows, right? Where like in your head, it's just people dressing up and going to Comic-Con or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. But then you watch the shows and people are like really spending time meticulously crafting a copy or like an amalgamation of a thing. Um, what got you into cosplay? Well, uh, I've always liked nerd culture. When I was very young, I was super into more Japanese-oriented media, so like uh, anime and manga and that sort of stuff. And yeah, cosplay is very new. And when I first heard of it, I think I was 12. And there was a local convention here in Arkansas. And my friend said, let's go and let's dress up. And back then, you didn't have a lot to choose from. Mm-hmm. You could order from like costume websites overseas, and it'd take about a month for the costume to ship in, and you get like the big popular costumes. So you'd have Naruto or any of the really big animes, 
and or or you could order from like party city and that was it that's all you had to choose from <laughs> and, and your so, overseas costume smelled weird <laughs> uh, yeah and and they didn't ever fit right because sizing uh, is much yeah. different overseas so yeah so my first convention i was 12 years old it was here and i dressed up as a character named hinata from naruto my first anime mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. conversation is mostly anime uh, I'm not going to know any of the names well, of anybody. Was this, was this at A2F? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. What? I'm familiar with that. Yeah. All right. Back I've, I've been Aaron's to five. In, I'm out. I've been to like five or six of those. <laughs> yes, me yeah. too. Dressed up? No. Do you do like the short skirts? And I the, did pictures. <laughs> is that the... Yeah. 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 Hmm. We might have to interview Aaron some more about his yeah. secret history as a cosplayer. <laughs> it wasn't hentai. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. You guys Good. Are making wow, the tables have turned. No. We'll, we'll tell you when you're older. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's on a need to know basis. Yeah. I mean, much older. I'm going to be dead. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, <hate> to... <laughs> Normally, I'd use that joke on you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> okay, so back to your stories uh-huh. to each other. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, I don't know that much, but. When I first started, yes, it was very like mm-hmm. Japanese focused, lots of anime, that sort of thing. But now I do a lot of Western stuff too. So things that you would recognize, lots of comic book characters and video Mystique. games. And... No Mystique yet. Wait. I did. Well, are you talking about Death Ray? I cosplayed as Raven. A lot of people oh. thought I was Mystique. I, you're not the first person. I, see, I really did yeah. think Mystique the whole time. It was Raven. <laughs> All right. That just proves my lack of comic book knowledge. That's well, now right. you know. This is a learning episode, right? Well, Raven's a character that. For some reason, I didn't really discover until uh, whatever Young Justice thing is. Mm-hmm. The yeah, that watching that with my daughter. Then I'm like, oh, that's that character, not Raven Simone. <laughs> not <think>. Raven Simone. <laughs> Isn't it Raven on Young Justice or whatever? I, you know, I, I believe know. so. Yeah, I think um, it is. I I know her from Teen Titans, the original. Teen series. There you go. That's yes. what I was yes. trying to think of. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that makes more isn't sense. Isn't Teen Titans DC? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Right. DC or Marvel. Do you have Ooh, a oh, are you actually oh, asking us? Man. I'm interviewing you guys. I mean, now. I okay. I have a I have favorites on both. Like, I can't. I'm gonna go default with when I was a kid: Superman and Aquaman, mm-hmm. Batman. So I'm DC? in DC. Whoa, Aquaman's of, in your top not five, but two. I had the toy that was in top three. And there used to be a cartoon I would watch in uh, Wonder Woman and Plastic Man, but. I mean, I had my first like intro to stuff like that was DC. Your top 10 list is a pretty obscure list in some cases. <laughs> Plastic I man. would say so. Um, I mean, man. I think yeah. before uh, Jason Jason Momoa's Aquaman movie, mm-hmm. no one liked Aquaman. Well, I like the cartoon from way sure. back. <laughs> All right. So I mean, it was DC that was the first cartoon series that I watched. So, But I mean, I do prefer <laughs> some of the Marvel stuff. I had more Marvel comics. So My favorite character is Batman. So, but... I think the writing in Marvel is better. I agree. That's how I feel about it too. I think the Batman, uh, the Batman story is the best out of DC. All the characters in Batman are super cool. As far as anything else in DC, I mm-hmm. really he don't has care good about villains. it. Well, and also like I'm old enough that the like 1989 Batman mm-hmm. was the like probably first just crazy hysteria around a superhero movie. I mean, it was everywhere. It was like Batman came to my mall and you know, it was a big deal. So when you're nine, that like, he was the coolest thing happening. And that just kind of stuck with me. Well, thanks Tim Burton. And then I like brooding characters too. Like Mm -hmm. Raphael's my favorite Ninja Turtle. I like him too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love those. Yeah. Anyway, and that's all right. another so, hard one to pick. Wait, are you but, Marvel or DC? Right. I have to say, I like the stories that Marvel puts out better. I like Marvel movies the best. 
Well, yeah, I don't think anybody can. DC likes Marvel movies the best. Um, <laughs> <laughs> In fact, Wonder Woman said so. Yeah. <laughs> Birds of Prey was good. <laughs> Have you guys seen Birds of Prey? Yep. Not yet. Okay. Yes. I heard very mixed reviews and very I... worried. Don't go by the mixed reviews. Just watch it and enjoy yeah, it. There I... was some. I think it's the no best spoilers, DC but... movie that came out. Whoa, really? I do. I do. Better I mean, than the, Wonder I'm... Woman? Better than Shazam? Okay, listen. <laughs> well, I haven't it's seen Shazam. It's the best DC movie this year. <laughs> Fair. Fair point. Isn't that what you say all the time? Fair point. Yes, I do. Yeah. And my daughter's a huge Harley Quinn fan. So, like, yes. there's a lot of... In fact, she cosplayed as Harley Quinn. I don't really? Know how, yeah. And it was pretty solid. That's yeah. cool. Yes. Although, uh, to be Harley's... Fair, we bought most of the stuff, but go ahead. That's fine. Harley's outfits in this new movie are top notch. There's yep. some incredible Harley Quinn costumes in this one. I'll have to watch it. It's mm-hmm. definitely watch it first. Take your kids later if you do. Yes. I, well, I haven't even let her watch the uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah, I didn't even mm-hmm. let her watch that. But like, That's fine. there was so much like posters and figures, and she liked yeah. Harley Quinn from the mm-hmm. comics, like one well, in the cartoon, right, classic mm-hmm. costume, whatever. But she did the Harley Quinn from Suicide Squad, and it just worked really well. Mm-hmm. Like it Perfect. looked good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good costume. Um. Anyway, okay. So you get into this. Uh, buy your first costume. Mm-hmm. When do you start? Obviously, you enjoy it, right? Like, mm-hmm. so you kind of continue doing it. How does that transition into? Okay, now I'm going to start making my own stuff. Like, yeah. So. After my first con, I fell in love with cosplay, right? So I started realizing that my choices of costumes I could buy were very limited. And I wanted to cosplay all these obscure characters that no one knew about. So I had to learn how to make my costumes. And I started learning from YouTube videos. And then I bought my first sewing machine. And this costume behind me, the classic Harley Quinn Mm bodysuit, this is actually the first costume I ever made by myself with no help. And oh, I sweet. Made, you sewed that? I sewed thing that. the audience can't see that looks amazing? <laughs> there will be pictures to follow. There will. Yeah. You should go to the website. Um. <laughs> yes, check it out. Yes. Uh, <laughs> That's this amazing. Is, thank you. So I, I can't take all the credit for it. What I ended up doing was I bought a red bodysuit and a black bodysuit, and I mm. cut the pieces out and then sewed them together. So it was half sewed together already, but... That's how I made my very first cosplay. But then you split it into quarters and mm-hmm. still had to get it all to match. Right. Yeah. I can't even load the bottom bobbin on my sewing machine. <laughs> I can't. I cannot make it actually sew. Well, that might be me. <laughs> Probably. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I didn't know half the things I know now about sewing. Um, I didn't know anything about finishing seams or 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 any of the sort. I didn't even know how to put on a zipper. If you flip it around, actually, the zipper is installed backwards, so I have to reach into the suit to zip myself up. Is oh, it better well, hidden that way? Uh, sure. Is that, it sure. was a design choice. Exactly. <laughs> well, I believe heavily in the fashion show rule. Uh, if if you can't see it from six feet away, it's fine. Ooh. Ah. <laughs> uh, hmm. That's what my wife thinks about me. <laughs> yeah. Just stay in that dark corner, sir. <laughs> in the other room, you mean? That, so, so, so you said seamstress at the very beginning, mm-hmm. but that actually came from being into cosplay. Like you yes. weren't already sewing and doing right, stuff, right? Right. I, uh, yeah, and I, yeah. So everything I learned about sewing, I learned from YouTube videos originally, and then when I started going to university, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. All I liked was 
uh, movies and anime and you can't really make a living off of that. So I thought, and <laughs> so I just looked up when I started going to school, I was originally just an art major. Right. And I looked up classes and I just, I just tried it. I just looked up and went to see if there was a sewing class available and there was, mm, and the that's how department. I, yeah. And the, there's a costume class in the theater department and there was also apparel classes through a fashion program that I oh, didn't cool, know we yeah. had. If you didn't know, there's a fashion program in our agriculture school. Um, you can try to make sense of that. I didn't bother. All I knew Aaron's was dressed to someone, before. I mean, so. someone <laughs> someone has to sew that the blue a ribbon. Terrible right? joke that only plays. Yeah, yeah thanks. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It was a surprise to me as well. But as soon mm-hmm. as I discovered that, I immediately went to my advisor's office and said, "I want to enroll in this program." And so I am. Now about to graduate with a bachelor's degree in, in fashion. sewing. <laughs> oh, okay. In fashion. It was like, what was the oh. lie to your parents the whole time? <laughs> like, I thought you were going to be a doctor. Yeah, but sewing's important. You have to sew patients right. back up. Well, and then... you know, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's. I think it was just a relief to them that I was getting a degree at all because Fair. when I first told them that I wanted to uh, grow up to be a cosplayer, they thought I was crazy. They're like. That's not a thing. You can't do that. And maybe they're right, but I'm determined to prove them wrong. So that's... we fully support this, by the way. <laughs> right, right. The whole I'm... show is supporting kids being like, we're going <laughs> to be exactly. do this for a living. Have you sewn anything for anyone else? Like um, costumes to help people or to build costumes for other folks? Well, I, I've sewn costumes for my friends. I haven't right. uh, done any sort of like um, professional work for like a, a theater company or anything right. of that sort. Or but... any individual like private commissions. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Like a, a friend will reach out and be like, "Hey, Hannah, can you make this?" And I'll say, "Sure, I guess." Cost <laughs> <then I> <laughs> me some bucks. Yeah, yeah. as long as you're charging <laughs> for your labor, it helps fund other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. What is like? So I've watched a couple documentaries or like shorter mm-hmm. pieces on cosplay, and you kind of get two different. Like to me, I would bracket the cosplay world into the Adam Savage group that mm-hmm. really want to like perfectly recreate something they love right like it's it's really mm-hmm. imitations the the best form of flattery or whatever mm-hmm. um then i think like there seems to be another group that they're really kind of living the character like to them mm-hmm. it's a stepping into it's a method acting almost right mm-hmm. or it's a way of expressing something about yourself that you don't feel you can normally every day or whatever um it like, I guess my first question would be, does that ring true for you that those seem to be the kind of things that you run into? Yeah, for sure. Um, there's definitely different groups of cosplayers and all anyone needs to be to be a cosplayer is just to put on a costume and have fun, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But there are, there's definitely the more competitive side of, side of cosplay where these people spend all year long creating these big elaborate like pieces of armor and capes and uh, historically accurate pieces or true to the source material and then they go to these conventions and compete and win prize money and trophies and bragging rights bragging rights (laughs) (laughs) and Mm -hmm. that's yes so that's definitely more of the competitive side of cosplay and then there's the more performance side of cosplay where people will live their character for a weekend and they're both super fun what are you drawn to either one of those more yeah well that's hard for me to say. I like both. I wouldn't say I'm a very good actor, but I try for sure. Um, <laughs> and but I think 
If what's you have to most... play a frowny person, you're out because you smiled the <laughs> entire time. <laughs> Actually, you know, that's funny because Raven, mm. Raven uh, that I cosplayed to death, yeah, she's... which I knew. She, uh, yes, even you, then, you good did, job. You know, I was testing eventually... to see if you remembered who you came of course, as. Yeah, of at least you didn't say Nightcrawler. <laughs> <laughs> that would be very wrong. Yeah. Um, at least you got another blue person, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's Beast over there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not that far gone, yeah. Um, You wouldn't believe. Sometimes I hear the craziest names for whatever I'm dressed up as. If I I wear a really obscure one, they'll be like, you're so-and-so. And And I'm like, no, that's not right. And then you get the weird world of like steampunk stormtrooper. You know, you're just like, "Uh, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Are you steampunk dressed as the (laughs) stormtrooper? One year at GlitchCon, I was dressed as Mary, and she's from an obscure anime that no one knows and she wears a red blazer and has blonde pigtails so i got harley quinn in, in a oh, schoolgirl uniform you know yeah. various harley quinns i got heather from the musical heathers i oh. actually am not familiar with that musical but well there's yeah. a movie heathers, it's a movie yeah yeah, yeah. Is it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. so that's it, it do you like give prizes to people when they get it right like a <laughs> <laughs> i should start doing that. you guess right sticker you get a high five or a, like a slap that. right yeah. i am i'm pretty guilty of just like if a kid's like oh you're so-and-so i'm like that's right i'm whatever you think well, for I a am. kid <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah and so, <laughs> anyway so you're drawn to yes i think was where we were i i i prefer the craftsman craftsmanship side of cosplay right. um it, it's it falls in line with what i love to do you know mm-hmm. um i chose the fashion major at my school purely because i wanted to sit in front of a sewing machine for four hours a day and i don't think i've ever heard anybody <laughs> say that wow yeah i'm a little crazy it's all right so you it's, must be uh, really good at it by now right uh sure we can tell people I that mean, she took yeah. those four quarters <laughs> all that money <laughs> right <laughs> says it you are right 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 nope. all that money i have <laughs> and this degree i made the money you spend in yes, going to school yes, yeah yes um yes yeah let's tell people that <laughs> good deal so do you so I've seen a few, co- like you've had a few different costumes. Mm-hmm. Do you build new costumes every, like, are you constantly doing new or do you go back and revisit and kind of like up old as well? Yeah. So I do both. Harley Quinn's an excellent example. So I've cosplayed three or four different variations of Harley. The very first Harley Quinn costume that I ever wore was actually made by my mother. It was before this one. And we made it out of a velvet material. And I chose the velvet on purpose. I thought it would look really pretty. It ended up looking like a pajama onesie. Uh, But that's okay. You know, you you do your best. My mom made it Mm -hmm. and she did a wonderful job. Hi, mom. And (laughs) then, you know, my first costume (laughs) that I made myself, I was like, I'm going to make Harley again. But this time she won't look like pajamas. Right. And then when Suicide Squad came out, I made that version of Harley. And I do plan on making a new version of Harley for Birds of Prey as well. And uh, then I also like to, you know, whenever I'm watching a new show or I fall in love with a character, I'm immediately like, oh my goodness, let's go to Joanne's. Let's go buy a bunch of fabric. I need to make this character right now. And there'll be three or four other characters already in my sewing space, just half finished sitting there. Like, Mm -hmm. when are you going to finish me? I don't know. We'll see. Um, And then I also like to, I guess my most recent cosplay is a original design of sorts. So I kind of do all of that. I I revamp old cosplays and I also make new ones all the time. And this is all that like this is a full time job. Like I mean you're really doing it all the <laughs> it, time. It's it's constant. I mean every week I'm 
uh, you know, uh, practicing makeup looks. I'm at the sewing machine. I'm doing photo shoots. I'm busy. Every time I have free time, it's cosplay time. Yeah. Yeah. There's an employee at one of the other locations that I work for, and she's leaving, I think, today or tomorrow for some other event. But she's Mm -hmm. also constantly posting, like talking about building these costumes. And it's a it's a large part of her like, I mean, literally day to day life. And I think it's Mm -hmm. it's a lot of dedication. Yeah, for sure. Into that. It's definitely not something that well, any it can be a casual thing. Anyone Mm -hmm. can pick up a costume and wear it whenever. But if 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 you want to be more recognized for your craft, you have to work quickly and stay on top of trends and always be looking for the new thing. Mm-hmm. So Birds of Prey just came out. Yeah. Harley Quinn's trending again. So you got to right. be back on that. I've seen so many cosplayers do the 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 jacket she wears with the tassels. That's really cool okay. and fun. That's really popular right now. So you got to be on top of these things and you know just. If you don't like a sewing machine, you can't. You can't do this. You got to be really, really comfortable like with your sewing, sewing machine right now. Mm. Do you, you got yeah. So being on top of trends, I think the other thing too is like, to some extent, for me personally, I wouldn't want to show up at a con having spent a, however long it takes my costume six months mm-hmm. or three months or whatever. Um, not downplaying, I really don't know. And me be one of four hundred jokers, right? Like that look basically variants of the same thing Mm -hmm. for me i would want to be that one scene that Mm -hmm. you kind of know nobody's gonna do right like that moment like do you look for that or do you want to be the poster version of the thing i i think it definitely depends um it also depends on what event you're going to as well because if you're going to a an anime convention you know you're gonna want to dress up as an anime character that you know people will recognize and want to come up to you and take pictures and and talk to you about and if I'm going to like a comic-con for example then I I feel like I can have a little bit more liberty with what you were saying like taking a, a certain scene like if they're so so an example is uh I saw this one cosplayer do this really cool thing where she dressed up as this character from a video game but there is a scene where he dies and so she <laughs> dressed up as the character, but she was being stabbed through the chest with a sword from the scene where he dies. And she was walking around with the sword protruding, oh, protruding from his that's chest. Awesome. And it was super cool. And so that's the kind of thing that I would love to explore at Comic-Cons where you can kind of pick out scenes from comic books or from movies as you're talking about. Idea. Yeah. So speaking of like kind of smaller, more localized events, mm-hmm. right? Um, this weekend, actually, there's an event here. Mm-hmm. Do you, if you attend something like that or death ray, like we were mm-hmm. talking about, is that something that you almost view as like a dress rehearsal for like a bigger, more cosplay focused event? Like, okay, this costume is going to have a tendency to rip at this seam mm-hmm. or makeup's not going to hold or right. Like that kind of stuff. Like is anyway. Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, I, I attend events that have, you know, a, a large attendance with uh, big name people and also smaller events with 
you know, local people that I, I hang out with every day. And, like Aaron. Right, no. like Aaron. <laughs> totally, <yeah. laughs> and uh, they're both equally as fun, but you do have to kind of strategically plan for each event. Mm. So for a bigger event, I would definitely want to save my bigger, more impressive costumes and debut them there. So people are like, wow, I've never seen that before. I've never seen her wearing that before. And then the more smaller conventions, I like to have a little more fun with it and maybe do like... Uh, Sailor Moon, but she's in pajamas. Maybe I just really didn't feel like trying that hard, but <laughs> sometimes that does well. You know, right. you just never know. That's cool. Um, what is what's the costume you're most proud of right now? That is um, the question I get asked the most. Am and... I asking you to pick your favorite child? <laughs> <Yes>. Like <laughs> it's also the like most... DC or Marvel. Right. right. Okay. What's your <laughs> least tough favorite question. costume right now? Um. I don't mind answering it, though. I, I, I do have a costume that I'm very fond of. I feel like every costume I do next is always better than the last, right? Because technically, my skills are always improving. Um, but my my favorite, my my love, my, my little baby costume that I love so much would, would be my Penny Anarchy costume. She's from a show called Pan, Penny and Stocking with Garter Belt. It is a Japanese cartoon. Um, and a, a more adult-oriented cartoon, not hentai. Right. Uh, just putting that out there on the record. I've never watched hentai. <laughs> I need just a dictionary. That record no too. What's going on. on. Anyway, anyway. yeah. <laughs> um, she is a, an angel that was cast out of heaven, and she's back on earth to fight demons and score up angel points to buy her way back into heaven. <sighs> and I, so I cosplayed Panny, and I love that costume so much because. Well, I think it's the most technically impressive of all my costumes so far because it was the first costume I made since learning more professional skills on my sewing machine. But also so many of my friends helped me make that costume a reality. So I have like a prop gun that was 3D printed by one of my good buddies. And there's some LED lights in that costume that light up that was done by another friend. So a lot of, a lot of little pieces of that costume have a lot of love put into them does that become for you event like as you kind of you know you bought some of the first costume elements and mm -hmm. prop elements and now you're having friends make them does that start to incline you towards like hey i could get a 3d printer and like do you want to learn that kind of stuff absolutely as you yes for sure um that's one of my goals for this year is to get either a 3d or a resin printer yeah um i think don't do a resin printer don't do it okay really hard to clean like unless you lose use them all the time i almost bought one and i was just like oh this is a lot of work okay. so i have a regular 3d printer mm -hmm. <laughs> but a resin printer do your research okay good you, to know yeah if you don't use it regularly and clean it super thoroughly you'll destroy it i used to use the uh downtown makerspace a lot oh yeah and they have a bunch of 3d printers and sewing machines and other stuff down there and that's that that was a lot of fun but when you use it, when you use the printer so much, it gets to a point where it's like, well, I'm spending all this money buying filament from this place. I might yeah, as well just invest just in my own. own 3D printer. But I do really want one. It's been really amazing seeing how technology has made its way into the textile community yeah. and how it's how it's become such a tool for cosplayers. Like now a lot of big cosplayers are... 3D printing their parts or ordering mm -hmm. parts from people that have 3D printers. And it's just almost a necessity at this point. I was watching that documentary on the, she's probably like 
mid 40s maybe canadian cosplayer okay um that i guess is big in the cosplay world do you know her name i can't remember <laughs> it was french sounding okay. uh she has like a warehouse and is building like giant stuff <laughs> like that like there was i think there was a spider that's like giant that she can ride kind of like cosplay stuff that's it incredible. was crazy how much was being built mm -hmm. and she has like a guy that works with her like full time to like build the mm -hmm. there's or the girl that makes the wings the girl that makes the wings there's a girl that makes like articulating wings that cosplayers are buying for stuff you don't know about this? Well, I mean, I, I know a cosplayer that makes wings, but I'm not She's sure if it's Arizona, the same. from Arizona, I think. Oh, this girl got like pretty... Okay. Yeah, pretty well mm -hmm. known in mm -hmm. the... All right, the little bit I know about cosplay doesn't matter for this yeah. interview. Never makes mind. me think of uh, <laughs> Daniel that we interviewed from uh, Digital Armory. Oh, yeah. His whole like Black Panther costume with LEDs in it. Oh, wow. The whole like, you know, it builds up energy mm -hmm. from when it takes a hit. Have you seen his yes. most recent post? Yes. Everything you said made me think of like some some of the stuff that he's doing. That's so he got a three D really amazing. He bought a palette of three D filament and then found a three D printer wow. and still has the palette of three D yep. filament like a Years decade later. later. <laughs> That's incredible. But he prints like full Iron Man suits and full. Mm -hmm. So he does more of that like mm -hmm. uh, mechanized kind of right. And I don't know if he would consider himself a cosplayer. But after you spend all that time building it, then you mm -hmm. obviously like put it on and wear it somewhere. But printing on material as well, yeah, like yes. direct directly on it, it's amazing. It would make for a great. He's doing some cool stuff. Thing. We'll have to. I'll give you his Please Instagram. Do. It's, Please do. I think you would mm -hmm. appreciate it. But uh, okay, so um, the other thing I was going to ask too mm -hmm. is like, do you do you sometimes? So you have a group of people that you're working with. Do you guys ever do like group costume stuff like? Aaron and I are thinking about going as the A team some year. That would be fun, no. and you should. Um, <laughs> we we haven't. Aaron yet. didn't know that plan. <laughs> we Do just I broke up Mr. on T Air. Or the face, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> as long as I get to be Murdoch, I don't um, care. You, well, you can be yeah. the, all three of the okay. other guys. Wow, fight, fight, fight. Um, <laughs> no, I'm giving you the roles. <laughs> um, yeah, so we've definitely talked about it. I've tried really hard to pressure them into being a squad of um uh, tunnel snakes from fallout are you familiar yes tunnel snakes rule yeah i i tried to get them all to do that as a halloween costume <laughs> mm -hmm. one year and they just weren't interested and you know one of these days i'll, I'll force them to do yeah, it <laughs> I feel like maybe you have to start easy with something that's more like um, what would be a good group costume for what cosplayers want to go as are they into it as much as you are? Or is it just the Some idea of, them, of the QD group? QD is into it. I assume mm -hmm. that's one of your friends. Yeah. Probably the 3D printing friend. Yeah. I actually met him at the Makerspace. Okay, then, yeah. Yeah, we became friends through cosplay and that sort of thing. I just know him because his initials are the inverse of mine. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Plus, it's, when I call him QD, it sounds like I'm saying something totally different. <laughs> hey, QD. <laughs> his costumes are amazing. His costumes are good. Mm. He just did that helmet, that samurai helmet thing. Yes. That oh, out of the wasn't that yeah. incredible? Recycled like yeah. work helmet or something. That was right? so cool. That was good. I we went to a Halloween party this past Halloween, and he came in dressed as Chappie um, from mm -hmm. that one yeah, obscure movie. Been, Chappie. Chappie. <laughs> Chappie. <laughs> yes. Yes. And not Chaplin. No, a superior movie. He comes in and he's wearing this 
this big robot helmet. I actually uh. haven't seen the movie, but I thought it was so cool. I didn't know it was Q. And I ran up to him and I was like, oh my goodness, your costume is so cool. I love it. I make costumes myself. And he takes off the helmet. And he's like, Hannah, it's me. And I was like, oh. You know what? You're not that cool. Hey, <laughs> so you don't follow his you social jerk? media yeah. because he had posted about it a couple times. I think, <laughs> like mm. leading up to Halloween. Maybe it was after Halloween. Maybe he revealed after. <laughs> Again, ishy trigger finger. What? That's like a weird twist on an already existing pun we've used. Uh, I know. <laughs> you did. You did. You did pull the trigger before I was ready. I'll give I you did. that. You did right. have an issue trigger I, finger. I, uh, you're right. We jumped the shark there. Yeah. So, um, a, a few days ago, an old friend of ours stopped by the house, and and needed some help, uh, cutting kind of a. a transition for a doorway or whatever and uh so chris valines was here and no joke yeah and wow. um he was a guest recently on the beats by travis podcast which is on the voice press network uh-huh a network we're yeah. associated with what yeah we forget to say at the beginning <laughs> of our own show and uh so thank you voice press network at the voice thanks or voice wow. uh but yeah so he's on the beats by travis show and we got to talking and the reason he went on there is Black Cat Studio, which mm-hmm. you can go to blackcatstudio.com, is doing 50% off for the month of July. So wow. if you book time with him right now, it's a four hour minimum, but it's only $25 an hour. So if you've wow. ever thought about, like, I have this song, I mm-hmm. want to record it, uh, but I just can't afford it. Four hours, if you've practiced and know what you're doing, like as far mm-hmm. as playing through the song, you you should be able to get a song pretty well tracked uh, in that amount wow. of time, I would think, it, it, depending on your skill level and what you're trying to do and those types of things, yeah. right? Four hours mm-hmm. in a studio, you and I, or no, you weren't there. Um, I mean, we recorded an entire six song EP in in a band you were in sometimes <laughs> in eight hours, right? Like, so, oh, uh, yeah. Now, did we need more time? Yes. But could we have done one song in four hours? For sure, right? Uh, <laughs> so that being said, four hours would cost you a hundred bucks. You can get that thing, wow. like, done to professional finished level mm-hmm. of, of that studio time, right? Um, and then you've got something you can upload to SoundCloud or you can put on Facebook or you can share with your friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's an amazing deal. And you know what? Honestly, it's worth $100 just to spend some time in a studio and learn how that works. If you're ever thinking yep. about recording somewhere or doing something, um, mm-hmm. getting in there and having the experience is going to be a critical step to the time you're really yes. ready to go in and record yes. a full album yeah. or an EP or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'd spend 100 bucks just learning. Just 100 yeah. bucks for the experience of it. And if you have more people in your band, splitting that up super it becomes an even better savings. Oh, heck yeah. yeah. 20, $25 even back in the day it, when we were doing it. It's like, <laughs> why was For that eight hours in the studio, we spent over, yep. it was $1,200 for that eight hours uh, in the studio uh, in yeah. 2000, right? So $100 mm-hmm. for four hours or $200 for eight hours, that's a steal. Wow. I have... Yeah. 
a fairly comprehensive recording rig at my house and I considered paying my friend money to go sit in his studio just because the experience mm. is that much different. Um, and they have yeah, amps, yeah. guitars, basses, things that you oh, don't have at home yes. that you can use for free, mm -hmm. no additional charge. So yep. I've sung Chris's praises enough about this studio. Go check it out, blackcatstudio.com. Uh, book now yeah. because you know I expect that's going to fill up extremely quickly. So get your optimum mm -hmm. time now, and also that just helps Chris plan a, a, a month better, right? Um, anyway, yeah, I just want to say that Black Cat Studio, sweet. Yep, I, that was a really long midpoint, but wanted to call well, it out. Well, but it's heck yeah, and I'm glad you did. Uh, I know the pictures that he has; it's an amazing looking place too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So all right. Um, with that, let's get mm -hmm. back to Miss Hannah Victoria. What's next on the list for you? Like, what's the next costume you want? Or actually, what is the Holy Grail? The Holy Grail. What's the one? Ooh. The one. For so, now, obviously that'll change. Well, I think I'm working on my most amb ambitious project yet. I'm currently- Death Star. Uh, no, but how cool <laughs> would that be? Are you going to use that idea? Can I, I mean, can I like which you version? Know what? I'm pretty free with my ideas. You can use it. I probably, <laughs> yeah. I'm looking like a Death Star if I don't get this diet. I just want control, a Death Star so. helmet just for my head. No, it's about uh, the same size. What, what, dark helmet? Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't watched Spaceballs. I have not watched Yeah, you did not Spaceballs. respond to that. That was yeah. a good joke, Hannah. Yeah. You didn't get it. it but that's Use the guy the with the, the yeah. oversized yeah. helmet, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, so I know JT what you're talking you about. JT you're going to watch Spaceballs <laughs> later. That's, uh, you're going to have to watch the Mel Brooks mm -hmm. movie. Yeah. Okay, so the Holy yes. Grail. Holy Grail. So I'm currently working on my magnum opus. Uh, it will be displayed in a fashion show uh, next month. I'm terrified because it's not finished yet. Uh, but it is a... It's a original design of a Pokemon from the newest Pokemon game. It's Ponyta, but in her newest version, version, um, she is a unicorn in this version, and she's all white, but she has purple and blue, like magical hair, and she glows and she sparkles and she's beautiful. So I designed this huge, ridiculous ball gown that is it's blue with purple hand dyed fading up the skirt and the skirt's absolutely massive it sparkles it it will be covered in flowers when i'm finished with it and i'm gonna have a giant wavy wig that mimics her <laughs> hair and it's just going to be insane so this is actually a good like she's a unicorn in the game mm -hmm. i assume a legitimate unicorn yes a legitimate unicorn and then you're taking the concept of that mm -hmm. and saying what if this was a person exactly Aww. yes i That's love a cool that twist mm -hmm. yeah yeah so i follow this designer that i'm super inspired by she is called firefly path on instagram and she does a lot of couture gowns that are costumes as well and that's I always told myself that if I wasn't cosplaying, that's what I would be doing. I would be designing couture like wedding gowns or ball gowns. And so that's what this 
uh, current project is kind of inspired by. I just want to see ball gowns of all the Avengers now. Like How Captain incredible America would that be? Ball gown, Iron Man, ball, an Iron Man ball gown. I would wear an Iron Man ball gown. That would gown. be so cool. That would be awesome. How that should be an done cosplay. That? Right. Okay, my next would have to be preceded by a first. <laughs> so I went as Edward Scissorhands one year. That was yeah. the best costume I've ever had done, by the way. I went as Doug Cotton one year. That actually makes sense. Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I had a guy, like, there was a guy that made costumes, and he made, like, a full leather, the black outfit of Edward Scissorhands, and it had, like, working scissors. That was super fun. That's it was incredible. very complicated to, like, operate in just be alive <laughs> i always well i like growing up like because i think i mean cosplay for everybody's halloween right like it starts sure. there mm-hmm. yeah. and i think you i mean i don't know if that's true but to me i can see like there's something kind of cool about getting you know i have i did theater right mm-hmm. so like that idea of like taking on a role and there's something kind of empowering about pretending to be even if that other person is not necessarily like a stronger physical hero right like Mm -hmm. there's something cool about embodying a crotchety old man or what right like just living in this other world for a little Mm -hmm. bit and exploring that and maybe that's you get to be someone different for a day yeah i think that's a a big part of what i'd seen in the in the uh anime conventions i was Mm -hmm. like going to and a part of is if people would go away you know for like the weekend and you said it but they would be in that character from the time they probably were at their house until they left. And it was sort of a break away from their reality. Mm-hmm. But it was a really good sort of a release, you know. And it was them being creative. There's a whole lot, I think, think to that. Even on Halloween one day a year, you know, you walk around and you brag sort of to yourself, even if it's not super great. But it is kind of a, it can be an exciting thing. Yeah. I think Halloween is how a lot of people get started in it too. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was a kid, I would plan my Halloween costumes multiple years in advance. I'd be like, okay, when I'm 11, I'm wearing this character. And when I'm 12, I'm finally old enough. I can be Superwoman. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I just now we know how to spot like <laughs> what your oh. cosplayer kids are. Wait, John, you've been saying you want to be the same character for the last five years. You'll be a cosplayer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I guess if you plan that far out, you can like acquire pieces of it because when we did my daughter's harley quinn like that was for whatever reason i decided to get really accurate with it and you really kind of had to source stuff mm-hmm. like the jacket came from china and right like those <laughs> i think actually may have been an official jacket but you still had to get like the right shorts and cut them off and mm-hmm. like get that it was a lot of work you can't just do that the weekend before. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's not unusual for cosplayers to go crazy over the little details. Right. Like, mm. if a diamond isn't accurately placed on the bodysuit, I'll be like, I have to take this all off. I have to start over from, from scratch, and I have to break out the ruler and measure these diamonds, make sure everything is exactly how it needs to be. What do you use for reference? So, actually, I'm glad you asked that question. I have me too because now I think <laughs> yeah, it might a be a great good one. Question. <laughs> I have an extensive and maybe somewhat secretive collection of action figures. Um, half of them, thanks to JT over here. Good job, uh, JT. <laughs> <laughs> but it, you know, aside from just being crazy and having to buy these every time I see them, they also are excellent references because I can pick up the character and turn them around and right. look underneath and see what shoes they're wearing or mm. like what does this look like from the back what is what does this collar stand up or does it lay down so it's a work write-off 
That's exactly. action figures. There you go. Yeah, it's an investment. Well, I'm sure it's a certain amount of scale too, so you can figure it out mm-hmm. based on that. Yeah, exactly. Has JT uh, ever messed with you and given you a Lego action figure as your reference? <laughs> Here's a minifigure, so short and stout. way yeah. more blocky. <laughs> we both have collections that we tend to keep a little bit separate. Right. But I came home the other day and he had put a Doom figure in the middle of all these cute little anime girls. So there's all these like cute, curvy girls that are like, you know, all posed and they have like frilly skirts and they're surrounding this like big macho man. And I saw it and I was like, that doesn't go there. (laughs) He could have done something less obvious, you know, like a Barbie doll or something. (laughs) See how long she notices. Um, Yeah, so... That being said, action figures can vary wildly in like color. Yes. Right? Like that's not they can. I, I'm surprised that you said action figures your source material, right? Like a lot of people use film or something mm-hmm. as kind of like that. Um, but I I think to your point, the three D aspect of yes. it. But do you have a preferred manufacturer like Sideshow or McFarlane or something that like Yeah, well, Unfortunately, the figures that I would like to buy are outrageously expensive. You'd be surprised at how much money some people would nope. drop on. We a know a guy. Thing. We had him on the yeah. show, and I learned. Was it you? Were you the guy by chance? No, <laughs> no, no. Another, another. No, guy. we had a guy on the show that just makes accessories for custom-made. Don't call them dolls. Of course, figures. How mm-hmm. cool is that? Yeah, right. like just the wood accessories. So just like whiskey crates and like tables and porches. or the diorama. Yeah, right. he makes the diorama mm-hmm. a lot. But you know, I was like, "How are you making a living off this thing?" And then he was like, "Well, this is this many hundreds of mm-hmm. dollars." And I was like, "How much are the figures?" And then he told me that. Mm-hmm. No wonder. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, we're in the mm-hmm. wrong business, is what <laughs> actually. <laughs> so sourcing figures, I definitely try my best to find the best deal without compromising any of the quality in the figure. Right. But it can definitely be alarming when you order this figure and you're like, "Oh, I just got a sweet deal on this," and you pull it out and her her face is crooked and her dress is the wrong color it's happened right and right. like the well, that's shading's saying. off like, it, it happens yeah mm-hmm. that's a do you have just a room for all this stuff to take place in all your sewing and yeah, storage it, of costumes and yeah it's called our house um <laughs> oh, so it's the entirety yeah so, so this uh, oven is where i store the <laughs> the tape and yeah. it's it's kind of ridiculous we don't have people over and that might be the reason i i often joke we did with, offer to do the show at your place and, and you i pol- declined. very politely declined yeah I declined yes um <laughs> uh we we joke that we could be on an episode of hoarders it's pretty bad <laughs> we at just least have you're both moving to the same like End goal, right? Yes, so it's all exactly. in pursuit of a thing. Well, it's like a band. Well, it's house. a healthy obsession. Exactly. Uh, Just go with it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what JT they're, says. They're both nodding their heads. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's great. When uh, the very first time JT took me over to meet his parents, his parents said, Now, you know, he has an obsession <laughs> with stuff, right? And I was like, Oh, it's nothing. Pretty good fit. Good job. Yeah, that's interesting. I feel bad for my wife because my nerdery just like takes over stuff sometimes. <laughs> exactly. It's normally like kind of like sequestered, right? Mm-hmm. But like this last weekend we had a giant like 50 hour board game marathon. So like that corner by the stairs is just a hundred games stacked up and people are just around and my like 
she had a few drinks and then was fine and started playing like random games with us. But but I feel bad because my wife is not into it at all. But yeah, it it probably helps to have a, she's very supportive. Good. Her hobbies are. She puts up with you. Yes. No, that was actually the perfect phrase. That's a way better way to put it. Like she lets us take over the dining room and Mm -hmm. shut it down for a couple hours to do a podcast. Right. Like, so she's extremely supportive of it. And I think if you don't have that support, Mm -hmm it becomes difficult because your passion does kind of intrude. Mm. I, don't, I don't even want to say intrude. Your passion exudes from you yeah. and fills the space around you. Right. Like right. I think no matter what your passion is and mm-hmm. yeah, it's important to find people that are accommodating to that. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yeah. With the overflow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's super that's important. That's a new yeah. t-shirt. Well, are you okay with my overflow? <laughs> Actually, that sounds terrible. It's My overflow got her like, what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but you're absolutely right. And I'm incredibly lucky to have someone like JT because my hobby does take up any free time I have. You know, I'm over a sewing machine uh, 50, 60% of my day. So if I didn't have somebody like that, then I, I wouldn't. I'd have to make a sacrifice, and so I'm very lucky. And it would be JT. Yeah. it sounds like because you really yeah. beat me to it. Because I was like, <laughs> no, well, of, course, <laughs> of course he's okay with it. It's you or he my singer. Say otherwise, right? <laughs> um, so it we can we can edit this if you want. But <laughs> you two recently got engaged. Yes. Is there going to be costumes at the wedding? <sighs> if I had a nickel for every time someone asked me that, you would have two nickels. I would. I... <laughs> Wait, are there going to be costumes at the? Ceremony? So, you know... There's two nickels. It's really funny because when we very first got engaged, everyone's like, is it going to be a cosplay wedding? Right. Will there be costumes? And I was like, no, of course not. What? Like, that's crazy. But now there might be So many people have asked, you're like, well, I don't know. There might actually be costumes at our wedding. So... (laughs) At least have the officiant, right? Like, (laughs) no. The the, uh, The ring bearers. Yeah. And the flower girls? I mean, you can get away with some stuff here. I mean, well, if if so, you didn't, though, who would you use? Do the ball gown thing. So, so okay. <laughs> I will I, help you sew. I, that won't help, but I'll be there. He will so support. not help you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? That was the pun? I will that was so not help. Oh, yeah. man. I We're can't, dads. Yeah. I, I, I cannot talk about what I'm wearing to my wedding in front of JT. Fair enough. I will tell you that. Can't do a first talk? We, we, we can't do a first talk. <laughs> But we have JT, talked plug about. Your ears. He's not listening. Okay, earmuffs. We have talked about after the ceremony when it's time for the reception. We want to don um, crowns and capes, very Game uh, of Thrones esque, and drink from goblets with and, a huge turkey leg. And, so when I yeah. think wedding in Game of Thrones, I think red wedding, well, not, not celebratory. We're not going to do that. We're not going to get that <laughs> oh. far. You know, uh, we're not method actors here i don't i don't I, I mean, play the part of cosplay that much <laughs> but how much fun would it be to freak out your guests when all of a sudden everybody just starts dying quotation that would be terrible. Oh. Mm-hmm. at least the at least the wedding fingers? party yeah <laughs> funny ears yeah we also talked about i don't know should i share our um what we're planning on doing for save the dates Yes. Okay. Okay. So we're doing Save the Dates this weekend and we are going to dress up as he's going to be a knight in full armor and I'm going to be a 15th century inspired Renaissance princess yes. and he has come to save me. Um, you have my address now, so yeah. where, feel free to send that over. Where are you the, getting the uh, suit of armor? Yeah. So this is I would actually, also like to know. This yeah. is crazy. We and found, what sizes do they come in? <laughs> <laughs> we found a suit of armor on Amazon. What? Is that not wild? 
it's so funny because we had talked about at the beginning of the podcast how um, you know, 10 years ago, you can't, you couldn't buy anything, right? Well, now on Amazon, they have all sorts of stuff and you can buy costumes and it'll be at your doorstep the next day. You prime it's, delivered armor. I prime delivered armor to our address. No joke. So if I'm you build a kidding. time travel machine and just take your phone back with you, you'd totally upset like the 13th century. What do we need? <laughs> on it, on it, on it. Free We've shipping. got a battering ram on the way, a trebuchet. Oh <laughs> yeah, trebuchet's the best. <laughs> No jets. Like, yeah. super is it cool. a metal suit of armor? I don't think so. Um, okay. I think it's probably plastic. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that Crusader kit you could buy at the toy store when you were eight. <laughs> probably, <laughs> Just but like, it actually actually can it be that? <laughs> that would be kind of cool. Actually, can Aaron and I plan your guys' wedding? <laughs> <laughs> or at least show up. I mean, I'd be a squire for a day. It's gonna be I mean, way less cool, yeah. but please, very funny. Please, you're be like introducing. <gasps> as long as I didn't pull the sword the from the stone. That what? seat people are wearing. But we'd have a scroll? scroll. Yeah. Oh my god. Scroll. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be fun. Ah. Nave or night side. <laughs> yeah. See, you could do that. Like, I don't turn know what nave means, but sort of like you know. <laughs> medieval times here. <laughs> I think the uh, suit of armor we ordered is actually a World of Warcraft costume. Ah. I'm not entirely sure. That's just if what it's it from said. the movie. It probably was mm-hmm. pretty cheap and you... uh, delivered them. Are you going to like embellish it a little bit? You know. Put some of your own flair on it. Well, so the armor from the pictures, and you know, pictures can be deceiving. You don't right, ever know what right, you're buying online. Right. But from the so pictures, I thought about my third wife. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> from the pictures, it looks pretty immaculate. Like it looks mm-hmm. really uh, uh, super detailed. So I'm hoping it it's just as cool. In that's person. gonna be so. But that is really cool. That would be that's such a good yeah, idea. Good. But we and could embellish it too if pictures, it ends up yeah. being a little lackluster. We could. Add some stuff to it, like some gems right. and other details. What is that gem made out of? So this is a resin-casted gem. I'm talking about a thing that I brought in. We'll have right. a picture. There's, we'll have there will be a picture on the website yeah. again. So yeah. This was my very first piece of armor I ever built. Um, it was originally supposed to be... So the the goal for this was Alex Straza from World of Warcraft. She's a dragon queen. Gotcha. And... Uh, she's far too detailed for me at the time. I did not have the skill set to make her. So it evolved into a blood elf armor piece. So this is made out of warbla, which is a mixture of like wood and thermoplastics that it heats up and then it gets all Play-Doh-y and you can mold it. Oh. And then can you just it buy cools, that material? It's hard. Yeah, you can order it online. Go ahead. It's very beat up. It's, it's seen some better days, but feel free to, yeah. Oh, so the jewel's coming out. It's like wood. Yeah, it is. It's okay. super old. I'm not like, worried about it. Ah! Don't worry. Don't worry. You guys can throw it around. It. It's yeah. not gonna it's not gonna bother me. So it's like a like a wood pulpy paper? Yes, kinda? exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, and then you just heat it and mold it to mm-hmm. Yeah, gotcha. when you heat it up, it becomes kind of it becomes flexible, kind Pliable, of. Pliable, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and then when it cools crazy. down, it gets hard like that. Just kind of a plasticky. Yeah. Because actually, at first when we brought this in, I thought it was um, maybe what your gun's made out of. But this is three D printed. I know never that's mind. controversial. Because then there's the <laughs> like the foam that you can heat. Yes. Well, so and- if you look on the inside, so it's Warbla sandwiched over EVA foam, which is oh, okay. the pink that's stuff that you see stu- on the inside. Because yep, I can feel the. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So Warbla, you can order online in rolls. They just actually. It's kind of crazy seeing this at Michael's craft stores. They've started selling rolls of Warbla, which is something I never thought would happen because um, back in the day, if you wanted to cosplay and you wanted to build armor like this, 
all you could use was like those play mats, those foam play mats yeah. From, yeah. for like children's yes. bedrooms. Mm-hmm. You could use those or you could order Warbler off the internet. Th- 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 that was your only option. And now craft stores have started to carry this stuff wow. marketed specifically for cosplayers. That's crazy. And that's a great material because so a couple of years ago, a friend of mine got married and for his mm-hmm. bachelor party, his best friend and I decided to recreate Dota, Defense of the Ancients, mm-hmm. yeah. in real life on a mountaintop. So we like okay. made armor, made all the stuff for spells. Mm-hmm. Like we stole a lot from LARPing and they like made towers that had hit points <laughs> on them that you like an electronic hit point counter. Um, and we were trying to make, what were we, we were, oh, we used it to make like, like war hammers and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like kind of shaped. It didn't go so well because we were trying to do it in like three weeks with zero planning. <laughs> um, but that was the only material I could find online was like, you can take that and kind of heat it and shape mm-hmm. it kind of in a similar way, but it doesn't have that like armor feel, right? Like that sure. kind of like yeah. plastic, not, I don't want to say plastic, but like. That has like mm-hmm. a like a shine to it sure. that mm-hmm. without like a really good paint job, you're not going to get out of the foam, yeah. you know, or you can do whatever with the, oh. the gun's cool, by the way. Thank yeah. you. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> for better or worse, 3D print a lot of guns. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully I won't ever get in, in, in any trouble for that. Um, but If they look like know. that one, probably not. Yeah. I think you'll be oh, okay. Oh no, they're yeah, all it's... various rainbow colors and weird shapes. And... Should keep you safe. Yeah, yeah. I'll be fine. <laughs> I started last year trying to make like a Rocketeer helmet. But my 3D print bed's not big, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's just under six inches. And so you have to cut that helmet into like six different pieces, probably. Wow. And then I printed and then one it's a puzzle. Yeah, to put together. Well, it's not even a puzzle because you know, but I printed one quarter, it came out okay. And that's before you have to do any sanding and mm-hmm. any of that stuff. Started printing the second quarter, it messed up like two thirds of the way through the print and then you've used all this filament and it's just dead and mm-hmm. you're like, Oh no, I have to do again. And <laughs> it's 3d printing. Like it's one of those, I think sometimes people look on that as like cheating, right? Yes. Like I've just printed this well, thing. You know, so many, okay. So there are definitely people that have that mindset and I've been approached before by people that are like, if you 3d print something, you didn't really make it. And I disagree with that wholeheartedly. Um, you should absolutely, absolutely credit the designer that modeled it, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But after you've printed it, you have to sand it, you have to paint it, and that's not even considering how many times you're going to mess up your print. Yeah. I printed a Bowser, Bows, uh, a Bowser crown back when that was trending. Do you know Bowser from Mario? Yes, yes. I do know Bowser. So I'm back. I guess maybe two years ago, <laughs> a girl version of Bowser was trending on the internet, and they dubbed her Bowsette. So I printed a little crown for her and I messed up that print three or four times. And it's just so disheartening when you go to your print bed after 10 hours of printing and a little thing's crooked. You just can't Um, fix it, right? You just have to start it all over again. So what would they, I mean, what would their fix for that? But if you can't, if you can't 3D print something, how do they expect you to have it? If at all? I, you know, I I don't know. I think... Well, you could buy like a base yes. item and modify it. Well, I mean, there you all go. the medical still, devices and original make Star that Trek either. You know what I mean? Salt shakers. <laughs> Not huh? kidding. All the original medical devices in Star Trek mm-hmm. are salt shakers. The certain salt parts of shakers. the Enterprise were uh, off of disposable razors, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can use a base, and I, I get what you're saying, but I right. think like the idea was you were still crafting yep. two things or multiple things together. 
But 3D printing, to your point, somebody has to draw it, design it, yep. yes. whatever, which is art in itself. Mm -hmm. Then even if you didn't do that part, you still have to figure out how to print it. And I will tell you, trying yep. to cut one of those images up into like a yeah. usable thing is Bad. work in itself. Yes, absolutely. And then you have to piece it all together, mm -hmm. paint. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fit. Yeah, it's a lot of work. I mean, your other option is to take some material like yes, that yes. material that I already forgot the name of. Warbler, yes. Warbler, mm -hmm. which Warbla. I should not forget because that's the greatest name ever. <laughs> but right, and then like you're still going to shape that into a rough, mm -hmm. like over a helmet or something, yeah. I guess, and yeah. then like work from there. Mm -hmm. It's always going to be a step up process. Right. Yeah. It's never as simple as, simple as it looks either. So, I mean, people sure, that usually have something sure. to say like that don't have an idea either way. Yeah, Sometimes. and I think, you know, there's absolutely no shame in working easier if it's accessible to you. Right. Mm -hmm. I think the only thing where you might get pushback that I could see that would be legitimate would be, are you trying to make an accurate prop mm. or costume, right? Like, this is, obviously you can't do that with dragon scales, but <laughs> you could do it with like, um, like for the movie to make this armor, they use this material and I've exactly used that material. Right. Or... If it was a real world thing, mm -hmm. it's this shade of fabric and I found that somewhere, right? Like so right. that I could see some pushback on something, yeah. but otherwise. Yeah. And I think also it depends on what the cosplayer's in goal for whatever they're making is as right. well. So if you're entering a cosplay contest, it would be disingenuous to not be upfront with uh, what you used. If you yeah. didn't, if you weren't um, upfront about saying, oh, I had this gun 3D printed for me by someone else. That would not be fair to the other contestants and that stuff like that. That may have, yeah, done it themselves. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. at least you could have, yeah, because when I did the Edward Cesarean's costume, I was beaten out by a person that bought an off-the-rack kiss costume. Wow. And it was like, really? Like, months of work or a $49 costume, you know? So that's interesting because I, I've i seen a whole bunch of different uh, costume contests in my day where they will not separate craftsmanship category from um just like walk-ons or or acting or right or something else like skits or whatever and it's always been weird to me to see people uh judge a, a store-bought costume against a craftsmanship costume yeah uh, to be fair this was on dixon street on a halloween night so okay uh, it wasn't exactly like the most legitimate I went on a whim and someone's sure. like, you should go get mm -hmm. up on stage. I was like, okay, <laughs> you know, whatever. But um, how do they, what are the categories for judging? So in, in, in craftsmanship contests, you will often have like best technical skills, okay. best like um, sewing skills. And that's when they will, you know, they'll like get up and close, like in prejudging, they'll get up close and personal with your work and they'll turn your seams around to make sure that you finish mm -hmm. them and you stitch them down and they're not unraveling underneath and they'll inspect everything. They'll check out what type of fabric you use. If your zipper's on the hidden you, inside, the new technique. Is, is, is <laughs> they're getting closer than six feet We call feet it the sure. HB um, zipper. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and often for those competitions, you know, people go all out. They'll bring in binders of progress pictures and reference materials oh, wow. and like oh a full gosh. book of of how they made everything that's yes and then there will be other categories too for like best armor piece mm -hmm. because it's hard to judge you know something like this or or a prop against um 
like a technically built costume. Right, right. Mm. And then there'll be like best LEDs incorporated into an outfit, you know. So a bunch of random categories, but they're all they all have their own unique specific things that you'll find in cosplay. So you've actually seen mm. categories grow since you've been in Yes. This. Yeah. Because LED couldn't have been a right category like 10 years ago probably even realistically. Yeah, so it you know cosplay in general has grown so much in 10 years. 10, uh, 10 years ago if you told someone that you dressed up as a character on the weekends, they would think you're a crazy person, right? right. That's weird. Or Santa Claus. <laughs> or Santa Claus. <laughs> um, oh. And it certainly <laughs> it certainly wasn't cool back then. Right. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think part of the uh, part of cosplay getting so popular has to do with social media, I think. Right. Oh, yeah. right. And with the the rise of Instagram mm-hmm. and yeah. and stuff like that. Um, Marvel's helped. Yeah, yep. yeah, exactly. Uh, you see more and more new things happen right. in cosplay, like LEDs. Mm-hmm. I've seen fog machines incorporated into costumes mm-hmm. now. That's crazy. Mm. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, I think like the maker community is seeing the same thing where people are getting in their homes CNC machines and mm-hmm. laser engravers, right? Like that technology has made that more affordable and more accessible mm-hmm. and you're right. seeing that impact any creative sure aspect you in- couldn't buy a 3d printer five years ago or not without a lot of money well technically you could actually i have one for Barnes noble that i got for like 300 bucks it wasn't bad okay six years ago <laughs> <laughs> six and a half All right, years six ago. years ago could actually but to your point that was the I'd kind of been looking and you mm-hmm. couldn't find one for like mm-hmm. under a grand, right? Mm-hmm. And then Barnes and Noble just came out with this one yes. that was legitimately affordable and yeah. did a good job. And it like that was when you started to see the market kind of shift into mm-hmm. more affordable 3D printing and right, like or mm-hmm. Michael's carrying mm-hmm. Warbler. 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 You'll get it. So close. You'll get it. I'd say that the technology's definitely sort of helped push the culture out for people to see it. Because a lot of times, sure. you know, what it would be is like, look at all these nerds or, yes. you know, this or that, yes. which I think is a huge, like, mistake for people to put that off as that type well, of culture. It's, I think it's amazing. It's fun. There's a huge community and it is community. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a bunch of people joining together. So And before the digital, that. yeah, before chat rooms or what, I mean, and that's going back, right? Mm-hmm. But as yeah. visual digital visual mediums became easily accessible and transferable then a person in Idaho and a person in Arkansas can see that they're not the odd person out on their block, right? right. Like that there's a oh, lot yeah. of odd yes. people out on the block and it really shrinks that world. I think to mm-hmm. not, it grows it, but it brings that world closer together. Right. You know, I think another thing too, that's helped um, make this community. So uh, appealing to people that may, uh, who at one time might've thought it was weird is, I think a lot of younger people, like people that were born in the 80s and 90s, now see uh, cosplayers cosplaying Sailor Moon or from like Resident Evil mm-hmm. and they go, oh my goodness, I watched that when I was a kid yep. or I played that as a kid and it really resonates with them. Mm-hmm. There's a nostalgia factor. There, there's yes. definitely, in a few of the ones that I've gone to, there was a guy that dressed up as Darth Vader mm-hmm. and a stormtrooper. They didn't break character. I mean, during the whole time, like the whole time people would walk up to him, talk to him. And they wouldn't say anything like, oh, hey, how's it going? You know, it's people were amazed by that and they would want to go just to see who is around and what was going on. Also looking at it and remembering, you know, the whole nostalgia thing mm-hmm. and learning. 
I learned a yeah. lot of different types of characters. I was like, what's this? Bleach is pretty common, or it used to be a whole mm-hmm. lot. That was like a simple thing. I was like, I don't know what this is. And everyone's like, what are you doing here? I was like, uh, taking yeah. pictures, learning. Bleach is one of the the big top five original <clears throat> anime. Death Note. Death Note. That yeah. was a popular one. Mm-hmm. It's they, been a while since I've been. But. The creators of Death Note <laughs> just released a new, I guess, a mini comic mm-hmm. of of just kind of bringing back the series a little bit. It was like a one-time only run. I found it on Twitter and it just threw me back because Death Note was one of my first animes Mm -hmm. that I really got absorbed into. So seeing the creators release a one-time only, just a few weeks ago, releasing a one-time only mini comic, I was like, whoa, is this really happening? Wasn't there a Netflix series of Death Note? We don't talk about that. No, but they're right. <laughs> there, I didn't watch it, but I there mean, was a there was a Netflix release of a American made Death Note movie. Oh. It was really bad. It was really bad. Mm. The community did not like it. What about Castlevania? That's a classic. I mm-hmm. actually haven't seen it. Okay, then we won't talk about it. It's a game <laughs> I played a long time ago that mm-hmm. people reference throughout the yeah. years, further and further on. Mm-hmm. Huh. I've seen Ninja Scroll. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Hal's <laughs> moving castle. Mm-hmm. Ghibli films are pretty popular. I see mm-hmm. a lot of people oh, yeah. cosplay those over and over again. Yeah. They never get old. No. Mm-hmm. It's such a good story, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a costume idea for you. A tree okay. you from NeverEnding Story. Okay. No. Don't grill me. No, don't grill me. Is he the boy or the dragon? <laughs> it's the boy. <laughs> yeah, Falcor's the dragon. Almost said Balfour. <laughs> Balvor. You know what? I'm sorry that I said it now. Mm. I love NeverEnding Story. A lot of people do. I'm going to get grilled after this because I haven't seen. You haven't seen NeverEnding Story? So many classics. I haven't seen NeverEnding Story. See, I think a Princess Bride. Yeah, have you seen Princess Bride? Cosplay would be. I don't think so. (laughs) Willow. I'm going to have to talk to JT after this. I feel like. (laughs) If you watch out of any of those, The Princess Bride should be the standard. That should be the first. To be fair, that is. That is a movie that has stood the test. It's yep. legitimately mm-hmm. a classic. Yeah. The other ones are probably a little more like to I, taste. I watched Willow for the second time like two weeks ago. I Well, okay. So, and the reason why I bring up Willow. <laughs> it's been a while. Is as a kid, the character that I most wanted to be was Mad Mardigan. Like I thought, <laughs> it's, so it's Val Kilmer's like the greatest mm-hmm. swordsman who ever lived, right? And there's a moment where Willow walks out because the, Val Kilmer's drunk the entire movie basically. Like, <laughs> so he's not a good swordsman. Mm-hmm. And then Willow actually sees him really fight. Oh, yeah. And there's just a moment where he goes, you really are great. And yes. I, like, I say that to people all the time. But I like would play as Mad Mardigan like, in my bathroom or outside, like everywhere I was. I'd just be like, I'm Mad Mardigan. Like, Everyone's like, who is this kid? I know. <laughs> oh, I you were an, a kid. You weren't playing him as an adult. Uh, to be fair, some of this may not Mad have been Mar- that long ago. Like, I legit want to be Mad Mardigan. <laughs> he was a child playing an adult character. <laughs> right. I'm an adult playing a child. Or a childlike girl. adult playing a, an adult character. <laughs> this body is a cosplay costume. <laughs> I am actually a 12-year-old boy just walking wow. around Well, you're very accomplished life. for your age. Right? Yeah. I've that really is the best on. way to <laughs> You're very accomplished, not seasoned. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, just uh, happy late birthday, buddy. Yeah, happy Thanks. birthday, um, happy pre-birthday. Shh, we buddy. don't talk about that. No. Uh, happy birthday to everyone. Thank everyone you. has a birthday very merry unbirthday. Merry unbirthday. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that got sad. So yeah. if 
if somebody wants to get into cosplay and normally I ask this question, like if my daughter wanted to get into cosplay, sure. I'm going to flip it though, because I think kids actually don't have a mental barrier into it. Right. Mm. I think that the person that's actually going to have a mental barrier on this one is going to be a person who's like 20 or up. Right. Like mm-hmm. you want to, you're interested, mm. but it's a, you've driven by the park and seen the guys running around in armor with swords beating yeah. each other. And like, that's kind <laughs> of your mental idea. Like, <laughs> What is your suggestion to that person who really, really kind of wants, like they want to, Mm -hmm. they just can't bring themselves to do it? Yeah, well, it can be a little intimidating at first. I think if you're interested in doing it, just go to a con. You don't have to dress up and see what other people are doing. And then you can explore ideas from there, right? Mm -hmm. So I remember being terrified going to my very first con in cosplay. I was 12, but I was still terrified. I was like, people are going to look at me funny. You know, it, it. but once you do it, you realize that everyone else is just as weird as you are. Yeah. And as long as you remember that, nothing's scary anymore. Yeah, it's fair. It's a, uh, I, I've taken my kids a few times as well. Mm-hmm. My son dressed up as something. I didn't know what it was, but there were people and it wasn't like a full on thing, but they walked up and they would guess it. And he was probably 12, 13 at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, he was just like, oh, yeah, they knew what I was, you know. And so he made a bunch of friends and they played uh, like Nerf, whatever they had. Mm-hmm. This was the one in Fort Smith a few years ago. But it is, uh, everyone was very accepting, even though it wasn't a full on costume. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that I've thought of the whole time is like everyone's very like, oh, you know, and excited about it, even if it's not a full on costume. So I think. That's where, you know, like Daniel was saying, like the, the breakdown with being younger rather than adult is mm-hmm. you're like, I can't commit to it fully. But, you know, a kid just like wanting to go and fine with maybe just a partial mm-hmm. costume. Yeah, I think the beautiful thing about the cosplay community is how loving it is. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, when you surround yourself with other people that have maybe or maybe not been ostracized for their interests and their hobbies yeah. and, you've, and you you bond over that. And oh, yeah. you, you bond over your common love for something that maybe wasn't as popular growing up, but is now. And it's just so beautiful and everyone's just so loving and accepting and nice. It's it's hard to explain and I didn't word it very well, but I it is one of those things that I went the whole weekend, several different, you know, for a few years in a row. And it was never heard a negative word about another person mm-hmm. or a judging type thing. It was just like. It was legit, like just a bunch of friends that showed up. Exactly. You know, and no one made fun of me for not knowing anything. I was like, what, what are you? You know, I was just Mm -hmm. curious. And, uh, it was, it was super good. Mm -hmm. I I would suggest everyone needs to go even just to go and even meet the voice actors that do like video games and the stuff, the people they bring in. And that's aside from that, but like the costumes are really good Mm -hmm. and the people are really it. It, you nailed it there on that. that yes, was, it's absolutely. awesome. It's a great time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we like to finish every conversation with Aaron's going to start a sentence. You finish it with whatever comes to mind. Okay, there's no wrong answers. None. I'm, I'm not, not a single one. Don't be. This <laughs> no, you, you should part. be. Actually, you should be very nervous. Okay, okay. Oh. ready? Yeah. Okay, I'm nervous for you. Actually, I'm nervous <laughs> for me and JT. Right. I wish I could. Order pineapple on pizza without being judged for it. Mm. From where? Oh. <laughs> I like how there's a ball. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying, certain places no, it's you can better. Get pineapple on pizza, but it depends on the location. No, I'm, there are certain certain places <laughs> that have it better. Uh, Mellow Mushroom, they have dairy free cheese. T- Boom. 
to be clear, just pineapple on the pizza? No Canadian bacon? Uh, no. I don't eat meat, so just, okay, that one fair, apply fair, to me. That wouldn't work, yeah. Right. So just pineapple. I do like pineapple and jalapeno. The spicy sweet is an excellent combination. You that should try it. sounds really amazing. Not banana peppers or... Banana peppers are good, too. I can't do jalapenos. No, pineapple and jalapeno? That. that would be good. Slices or whole peppers? Uh, slices. Slices. Who puts whole peppers on a pizza? I don't know. <laughs> I, that's just like wild. I've seen it. Like, whoa. Julian that's crazy. There. Like the whole bell pepper? from yeah. me. I'll have uh, to try. Are it. you a pickled or a like fresh jalapeno? Ooh, I don't discriminate. So I was pickled before <laughs> I met my wife, but then she was like just like raw jalapeno, and I will say that I I have grown accustomed to that, and I like it better. Can I say something kind of silly? On the way here, I was telling JT that I was a little bit nervous. I said, "What if I mess up? What if I start talking about something random? What if I talk about pizza toppings?" <laughs> and somehow I and I managed to do that. <laughs> well, it wasn't randomly, but. <laughs> Yeah, it seems like you really waited. And you bit- said anything that came to mind that came to mind. Right? So what's yeah. on? I, I want to order a pizza with jalapenos and pineapple. pineapple. What else do you get on it so I get it right? No, that was it. It's just pineapple. generally that's it. Yeah. If and, I go to or get okay, you don't eat meat. Do you eat cheese? Dairy free cheese. Dairy free cheese. Mm-hmm. It's not really and mellow cheese. mushroom. Yes. Okay. Pyology also has an excellent vegan pizza. They they actually have fake meats there too. So I'll I'll get sausage on my pizza. Or whatever. With green olives, people never mm. do that combination. But sausage and green olives is absolutely—it's my favorite pizza. Okay. Huh. Yeah, I'll try it. So if, you, if there's a if there's a vegan friendly mm-hmm. sausage, then you can try that combination. Interesting. Yeah, just do like one slice out of your pineapple. Jalapeno <laughs> pizza. Oh, they would love that, wouldn't they? I'll request it. I'll be like, excuse me, wait. Can you do this very specific thing and take up a little extra time? And- like make a Pac-Man, and then he's just eating a slice of this other pizza. <laughs> <laughs> like get out <laughs> well let's call let's call that a wrap <laughs> thank you thank you guys yeah. it's been an honor oh it's been our pleasure yeah <laughs> look what i did is produced by aaron dotson and daniel quinn sound designed by daniel quinn our digital director is heather Cullen.